You're listening to Things That Make You Go Woo. I'm your host, Emily, also known as Emily and Her Stars. I am a professional medium and astrologist. And when I'm not busy helping my clients, I have a passion for learning about the woo. From history to current events, interviews, and monthly energy reports, I hope this podcast makes you go woo too. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. I'm Emily from Things That Make You Go Woo. And I'm Andrea from Spirit Browns. We are back with another joint episode this month. And this time we're diving into Virgo season, which runs from August 22nd through September 21st. I actually have never said this before in my life, but I am actually ready for Virgo season. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's just recap Leo season, because I think I know I went in with big starry eyes, like it's the end of summer, it's movie nights and picnics and days at the lake. And I have no idea what I have done for the last month. I don't really remember any one particular thing. It all kind of feels like a blended vegetable soup of my life at the moment. (laughs) That is a good description. I feel the same way. I feel like I was busy. I was doing stuff. My brain felt busy. But if someone were to ask me what I did in Leo season, I would be like, I did things. It's picking up this week. Like, I feel like I'm finally human and like conscious, but I don't know what happened. (laughs) Yeah. I know I was moving and I know, like you said, I was tired at the end of the day. And yet, did I really accomplish anything? I don't know. I'm not fully confident that I did. (laughs) I think from the energies, I was just recapping in my brain what cards I had for last month. And I feel like the weeks kind of matched up because I know the first two weeks were very slow moving. And that was when we were talking about like planting seeds, watering them. And I was like thinking of a lot of stuff. I feel like that matched up. Again, don't know what the things were. I feel like that resonated. And then with the full moon week though, I do remember that being like a very internal, like chaotic week and that lined up too. And then this past week, I had said would be more of a stable energy. And I did feel that like this week so far, I've actually been getting things done. So I think maybe those seeds we landed, we just forgot about. (laughs) Here we are. Maybe they're finally sprouting. I would agree. And I think I had a little bit of a full moon hangover even afterwards. It was like a little too much. Normally, I'm pretty good with full moons. I usually am okay with that energy, but this time was a very weird, like forceful energy. I can't even describe it other than saying that it was internal, but at the same time, I felt like there's something inside like pushing me to do things. I just didn't know what to do. Yeah, I would agree. It was an interesting fire season because we're supposed to have that spark and that initiation and excitement and joy and creativity and all of these things, but it felt very un directed. <laughs> like I didn't have one specific thing that I was pouring it into. So more than anything, we just wanted to validate that if the rest of you are feeling the same way, welcome to the boat <laughs> all together. That's <laughs> so funny that you say welcome to the boat because I usually get like a phrase when I'm starting to think about these. And the first phrase I have it written like on the sheet of paper here is docking the boat. Oh, come on. Yeah, just the phrase came first. And then I was realizing, like, it felt like on Leo season, we were just letting the wind take us all around. 
And then like this idea of docking the boat when you're like, okay, let's secure it to the dock and figure out where we're going to stay for a while because I'm not going back out there. That's kind of the feeling I got. <laughs> so it's so funny that you used that exact analogy because that's the first thing I had written down wherever it was. <laughs> oh, funny. I love that. I think that's exactly the energy coming forward. Okay, so let's talk about Virgo season. So we're moving out of the fiery season of Leo and into an earth sign. And an earth sign notoriously loves to do. It loves to make things real. Virgo is a mutable earth sign. That means it's not necessarily persistent. It is adaptable. And this comes at the end of summer season where we are literally falling away from summer into fall. We're getting closer to the equinox. And so it's this changing of seasons. We are in some ways, mourning the summer as it's done. We have anticipation of what is to come, but it's not here yet. And I saw this quote the other day that said, August is the Sunday of summer. And it really made me think that September is the Monday of fall. (laughs) Yes, 100%. That's exactly how I feel. It really embraces what's happening, I think. So Virgo, it It's a sign that sometimes gets a little bit of flack for being analytical. It likes to examine. It's always maybe nitpicking in some ways. But as the sign of the Virgin, it has to do really with examining the fruits of our labor and what we have been doing all summer, all of the growing season. We're getting ready to harvest. The idea that we can't make it through the winter if we don't have enough food to survive. So we are examining where we're at in the year. This leads us to examine things more or less even through trial and error. So it maybe isn't a situation where you are thinking, well, I'm not going to dock the boat here because there's rocks on the beach. It's more like we might dock here for a couple of days and then we're like, no, let's try something different. (laughs) And so it's a continual moving energy. Virgo likes to continually fix and implement new opportunities, new ways of doing things, new modalities, all of that. Now, the opposite of Virgo is Pisces. And where Pisces can get lost in the daydreams and get lost in the mind and in spirituality, Virgo says, I don't have time for that until I finish my tasks. Unless I'm surviving, I don't have time to go there. So that's where we get this tug and pull back and forth between the two signs. And it may be easier to avoid your day-to-day tasks by escaping into daydreams and fairy tales and all of these things, but it isn't going to move us or propel us forward. And so Virgo energy rules the house of health and daily work. It's really embodying what our purpose is here. And it's not always fun, (laughs) but it's unavoidable. It's the things that we have to do and really make our lives worth living if we can get them aligned in a right way. That is such a good explanation of Virgo, because like you said, I think people see them as just like the list makers and like the rules people, which they are, but like for good reason, like you said. And I think what's just sticking out to me is I have never really thought about the fact that Virgo is a mutable sign. That is interesting because if you were to go by just the archetypes and like how people see them and then try to guess which one's which, I for sure think of it as a fixed sign. Right. And I think when you were talking about like, maybe we'll dock the boat here and then maybe we'll move it the next day and figure it out. I do feel like that is the feeling of September and like you're deciding what classes you're going to take or you're deciding what you're going to do for the fall. And 
the boat's still in the water. You're not taking the boat out of the water for the season yet. You're just moving it to a more stable place. Perfect example. Yeah. As an earth sign, I understand earth's need to work through and problem solve. And it is that energy of back to school, right? Shopping for new backpacks and protractors and all of the things. But even now it's going and buying a new binder or, oh my God, a new notebook. Don't get me started on notebooks. <laughs> because there's the potential, there's the excitement of what can be. And I really think Virgos have a great sense of humor. They see things really through rose-colored glasses in a way because they're always determined to find the best outcome. And in doing that, there's an internal sense of optimism that comes forward. And I think that's such a fun thing to embrace even though we're getting back to routines and we're saying we can't have ice cream every night and we've got to go to bed at seven and all of these things, it's what helps us continually live a healthy and long life in the long run. Yes, absolutely. I'm an earth sign as well. So it's funny that we're both earth signs talking about the other earth sign that isn't in the room. But I feel like when you were just talking, I get the feeling that Virgo is about like sustainability because like you said, you have to have enough food, you have to have a plan, you have to know what else you need to do to get to where you're going. And if you just live completely only in the moment all the time, then eventually you're going to run out of something and it might be too late. Like Taurus will say, let's hike that mountain because it's beautiful. And Capricorn will say, absolutely, we can do it. And Virgo's like, okay, yeah, but we need to pack a backpack and we got to find his <laughs> shoes and we need snacks. <laughs> Yeah, I'm already halfway up the mountain. The Virgo's like, you forgot your lunch. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> okay, so did you pick any movies for this season? Do we want to talk about our movie selection? I would love to. I actually had a weird mix of movies, but I feel like they all have very Virgo energy. Do you want to go first or do you want to go first? You want to rock, paper, scissors for it? Yeah, let's do it. Andrew, got it. Rock. <laughs> Ironic, the earth sign picks rock. Yeah. I got scissors. Okay, so my first, I picked, I pulled a U and I pulled three this time. But I'm just going to do all three thing. Again, with the earth signs and the overachieving. But the first one came to me almost immediately after the Leo season episode. Like, probably while I was still editing it. And the first one that came up was Charlotte's Wag. Because... It has that feeling of earth. It's on the farm, that whole thing. But then the fact that like Charlotte is in service, I think about service a lot with Virgo. And so she's like doing everything she can for her whole life, her whole existence, just to make sure this little piggy gets saved. And then ultimately is the martyr in the situation, but really truly cares and will do everything she can. She has little messages in the web to bring attention. And I was like, that's such a cute Virgo movie. I feel like that's a Disney version of the movie like last time. <laughs> I love it. And then my second one was really random, but it's the movie Julia and Julia, where she like, what decides she's going to cut through the whole Julia Child's cookbook. And that feels like a Virgo thing to me, like following all the recipes and then she gets so caught up in completing it that she kind of like loses sight of what's around her. And so I was like, that might be like the shadow side, maybe of being so focused on service that like she's not even doing well, you know, like her 
relationship we're suffering because she's like i have to finish doing this whole cookbook i have to do all the things so that one was the second one that came up i love it love it love it and then the third one which goes to our back to school theme in a way because it's you've got mail pencils exactly once I thought of it, I was like, no, I have to watch it. But I watch it almost on a monthly basis. And I have since like 10 years ago. So they know this movie very well. But yes, because they're doing their back and forth emails and they're like narrating them out loud. And one of them is saying, like, I wish that I like me so that like, I would bring you a bouquet of freshly sharp pencils. And then like, I love New York in the fall, all these things. And so I was like, that is like the first thing that came to mind of that movie. But then I was like, also, she's in service as well because she has a bookstore and she believes that what she does impacts who they're going to be, like what you read impacts your life and has that like teacher energy. And then she like really sticks in there and really wants to make it work. And even though there's this big conglomerate that's coming, she wants to take care of her team. We're going to be fine. The final thing that I really thought was an interesting kind of like shift away from like the murder energy of Julia Julia is that. In the end, she makes the decision to close the store. And her mom's like friend who's been with her the whole time and works with her said, you've made the brave decision. And she's like, no, it doesn't feel that way. She's like, you're imagining that you could have a different life. And that was just like the most beautiful, that goes back to that potential thing we're talking about with Virgo, where there's just so many things. I'm getting like goosebumps, but it's that feeling when you close one chapter then it gives you more opportunities again. It felt like a little story within the three of them. Like they kind of went through like an arc, but that's kind of where I left off with mine. Oh my gosh. Now I have to go watch all three of them again because (laughs) I love all of them endlessly. And wow, I love it. We picked way different things this month, which is really exciting because we were so close last month. I had that feeling that we're going to be different this time. We were talking earlier about how our months didn't go as planned, like our Leo season did not go as planned. But I also wanted to make the point that everybody experiences everything differently because we all have different charts. We all have different circumstances. And so if you're ever listening to us, it's like, if yours is wildly different than ours and you're like, that's not my experience at all, then that is totally valid. Completely. I think the week of the full moon when so many people were melting down, I was bebopping around, listening to music, and I was like, yeah, sorry, not melting down over here. I don't want to say it too loud. I didn't want to jinx it. (laughs) This isn't a one-size-fits-all. It's a overview. And yeah, good point, friend. Okay, my first movie, and I always reference this when I talk about Virgo in an astrology reading, because to me, it just embodies it. Okay, Steve Martin, Father of the Bride. Yes. Where he is, it's his daughter's wedding. Bless his heart. He doesn't want to spend every ounce of hard-earned money he's got on this wedding. He's trying to cut some corners. And so there's the scene where he finally has snapped and he's at the grocery store and he has, you know, eight hot dog buns, but there's only like six hot dogs in the package. And so he's removing the superfluous buns from the package because I'm not buying more than I need. (laughs) (laughs) And his wife comes to visit him and she's like, this is not what it's about. Like, you got to let it go. And when he does finally release into the flow and the joy of the wedding, he has a spectacular time. But that to me is so Virgo. It's like, oh, I can't even have these extra hot dog buns. It's too much. <laughs> that is like Virgo energy. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. 
The second one actually only came to me today. And once I really sat with it, I chuckled to myself. This is another comedy and it's ironically Groundhog Day. Ah, love. Here he is reliving the day over and over and over, trying to get it right, which I mean, so Virgo. And in the end, it's not about making the day ideal for him and having this romance. It's about making the day ideal for others. And when he gets it to that point of being in service and understanding that life can have all sorts of varying degrees of service and help and joy, he finds joy. And I just thought that was a great one. And then ironically, I can recommend all documentaries in general. (laughs) Because who doesn't love a good deep documentary that digs in and examines the facts and gives you a whole different perspective. 100%. I love those. You know, what's weird is I was going through my movies after I picked mine a little bit earlier today and I have Groundhog Day because it's one of my favorite movies. I did look at it today and I was like, I should watch that soon. So (laughs) I will. But I really like that idea of getting it right. That definitely feels like Virgo energy. Yeah. That's so fun. That's probably my favorite part of our chalks every month. So let's dig into what we have got going on here. So from the 22nd through the 27th, is that the first card you pulled? There is. All right. So looking at the energy, I can say that, you know, it's a bigger slowdown that's happening. Starting around the 24th, we're going to have five planets retrograde and This is just going to slow us down. So there's going to be a little bit of frustration. It's going to be a little bit of a quicksand feel. But you've also got a beautiful new moon coming in towards the end. And that's going to give you the time to kind of turn inward and take the time to see what feels good for you. Love it. And we are on track with this one. The first (laughs) card that I pulled was the Hermit. (laughs) So 100% we're one for one so far. But for that one, I was really feeling like looking back at where we left off in the cards in VOC, then it was talking about checking for your energy leak and feeling into where things could go better. And so this is a great time for going inward. And for me, I was really tuning into where in life because I felt like you could think about all kinds of things. Like you could go internal about anything. And what I really felt was coming to the surface was that Virgo had themes of routines and health and your body and just thinking about where you can focus your energy to help yourself just feel better in general. And yes, a lot of plans might come up and things you want to do. But if you're thinking of your plans, thinking of all these big things you want to do, you also have to consider like, how are you going to feel? Are you going to drain yourself trying to do those things? And so just trying to figure out what the healthiest way, I think that's like the best phrase, like what is the healthiest way to achieve these goals? It's the theme that came up for me. And actually part of the actual description from the book is sacred aloneness and self-care. And I was like, that 100% is exactly what I was feeling when I first pulled the card was that it was very much about like, how can you incorporate self-care as part of the plan? Like if you're going to be in that Virgo energy and you're going to be going internally, really like thinking through things with the new move, then like, how are you going to actually incorporate better habits into your plan? It was a very simple message, but that was, I think, the main thing was just incorporating that into the plan. Perfect. I love it. Love it. Love it. And taking that time to go inward, it's really easy 
I think especially now that we've had restrictions lifted and so many things to want to do all the things (laughs) and we're being asked to find that balance. So I think that's important to keep in mind for sure. Right. 28th of August through the 3rd of September. So like I said, we've got that new moon on the 27th, which is going to bleed over a little bit into the 28th. On the 30th, we have the sun and Jupiter, where they're going to be asking us to make an adjustment and find some ease in your day. Think about like if you're floating down a river and instead of really struggling to stay in the middle, just release and let yourself be carried away. On the 31st, I'm asking for you to tune into your body today and see how you're feeling. And is it your truth or is it someone else's? This is in sort of a strained angle with Neptune, and it just wants you to double check your heart against your dreams. Let's see, coming up on September 1st, we've got really two powerful days, the first and second. Mars is in harmonious angle with Jupiter in retrograde. So this is where luck is really meeting up with action and preparation to create progress on your dreams. Jupiter likes to expand, so be careful not to overdo things that feel good or you might kind of walk away feeling exhausted after these two days. And then in on the third, we've got our first quarter moon in Scorpio. That's just getting those desires and getting to the root of things that will leave you feeling more committed than ever towards your goals. Ooh, that's an interesting energy for that week. I got the devil, number 15. And with this, what was really coming up for me was coming out of that dark, like interior hermit energy, sticking with that and just figuring out what needs to be healed and kind of feels like that Scorpio energy too of like what is the root of these issues and this is a time where you're on the cusp of a breakthrough you have to kind of push yourself past your discomfort but also looking at what vices you go through look at your body all those energies noticing if you're self-sabotaging because you know that you're close to moving forward with something and then trying to figure out okay why am i going to these things working through it because it has this feeling of checking to see what's buying for your energy and that i think is still carrying through a bit from leo season like we're still not quite figuring out what it is that is holding us back so also the Capricorn card. So it also, I think, could be around like money and work and things like that. So again, kind of aligned with the week before, like your work habit, your routines, and just still figuring out if you started going on your routines the first week and then you're like, okay, why am I already at a standstill? And deciding like, did you decide to run a marathon because all your friends were or because you wanted to? Like yeah. really get in touch with what you're going after. Is it aligned for your highest good? Yeah, absolutely. That's such a good way to add to that. Love it. Okay. We've got the 4th of September through the 10th. So starting on the 5th, we've got Venus moving into Virgo, where it's going to live until September 29th. And this is fun because during this time, collective maybe focusing on goals around health and work and simplification and bringing more joy into our daily work. So this again is that energy that's a little similar to January when we feel the need to bring that structure back in. It's just an amplification in some ways of what was already going on with the sun. It's just it'll feel a little better today <laughs> when our values and love and desire will be increasing the want and the need to go towards it. 
On September 7th, we've got the sun in a comfortable angle with the North Node, and then the sun in a stressed angle with Chiron. So really, the best thing I can say is that probably you're going to get some wounds poked. And what they're being poked for is to see if you're going to react the same way you always have, or if you can look at them in a new way and see if maybe there's some evolution and growth there for you in some way. Then on September 9th, and I'm going to sing the words, dun, 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 Mercury in retrograde. <laughs> it starts today and it's happening in Gemini this time. Now, of course, we can always say the world needs to stop and what's going to happen and our computers are going to crash. Yes, all of that is possible, but keep in mind, we do this two or three times every year. We survive. It's not the end of the world. But here's what's going to happen. Mercury rules the details and the fine print, which is exactly what you're going to need to pay attention to for the next three weeks because it's in the sign of Gemini where it's exalted. It feels at home. While this time, yes, can feel frustrating because things can feel stuck or get sticky. Instead, really think of it an opportunity to double check everything you've already done the last couple of months. Did you send the thank you note you meant to? Is there a detail you overlooked? Just let the slowdown be an opportunity to proof check things. Take a moment to think back over all the fun adventures and ideas you've had. Maybe find a notebook that you put away that had great ideas in it and pull it back out and see what's in there. It's all the rewords as always. Revamp, revisit, re-edit, regrow, all the things. <laughs> And then I guess, oh, Saturday the 10th sneaks in there at the end and we've got the full moon in Pisces. Now, this is also known as the harvest moon or the corn moon, even the barley moon. We're probably sensing a theme, right? It's the time of the year where we take stock of what we've accomplished so far. And we're also getting much closer to the autumnal equinox. So like a regular full moon at this point in the zodiac calendar, we're really re-evaluating what's working, what isn't. Are we going to survive the winter? All of these questions. And where we might feel like disappearing into the fullness of the moon because it's in Pisces and it's emotional and it wants us to daydream and kind of escape reality, it's okay to do that during the full moon. If you've got emotions that rise up with this water sign, let them flow. As an earth sign sometimes, and especially in earth energy, we get too focused on the doing and we don't take the time to slow down. Don't forget to have a good cry. It doesn't hurt anybody. <laughs> I feel like we all need to hear that reminder once in a while. Like, the crying's fine. You can take the time to cry. That is an activity. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said that phrase before. But let's just say it. Crying is an activity, okay? You can allow that to sneak into your schedule. You can put it on your to-do list. Yeah, you can be like, oh, the time. Cry a lot. That's fine. <laughs> you can do it. Remind yourself. <laughs> I love that. That's another interesting week where it's like shifting direction. Sort of that quicksand feeling, right? It's like waves, but they're slow and boggy. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go. No, that definitely like, it's funny because I was just going to say, I wasn't sure with this card. I pulled the eight of wands. That is very fast moving art. For me, it feels the same as the chariot. It feels very like you're all over the place and like moving quickly. And then you've got a Brad's eyes because there's an eight there. I think. I also think of it like work and like money and like that kind of thing, like a get rich quick scheme is the extreme version in my head of how I see that energy. And I'm like, that's not where we're at. 
it was a different energy when I pulled it this time, but I do feel like maybe it's this idea that you have to choose how to use your energy. And so a previous week, we're deciding what's taking our energy away, where maybe we want to focus our energy. And then with this one, one of the main points from this card that really resonated with this particular week is like paying attention to your gut feelings of like what to act on. So you have the full moon coming up. It's going to not be maybe the fastest moving week. So if it's something that's going to be immediate that you have the energy for it, you want to do it, great. If it's something that you're going to need to spend weeks on and you know you're not going to have the energy, maybe you try to like spread it out a little bit more. It's this idea of knowing your own energy and capacity and then matching that up with what it is that you're getting the inspiration for. Because I don't want to discourage anyone if you're getting a great idea and you're like, I totally have the energy to do this immediately. Great. 100% go for it. Just keep in mind with retrograde, full moon. Now that you mentioned that, I'm like, that makes sense why I wasn't getting just the fast moving feeling. I actually wrote down that it could be sticky energy. So that could be a problem. Like maybe you really want to move with this kind of energy, but you're getting stuck. And that is something to keep in mind. It's okay to slow down and say, maybe this isn't for right now. Maybe I need to strategize a little bit more, figure out how I can maybe break the plan down a little bit more and just account for extra time. Like if you were going to be telling a client when you're going to be delivering the project, Maybe give them two extra weeks. And then if anything, you can impress them with the faster. That's the kind of energy I think that we're working with. <laughs> Under promise and over deliver. Yeah. yeah. Oh, an air sign. And so that, that Gemini energy and like Mer- Mercury energy, I think is also very aligned with this too. I love that description. Yeah, I completely agree with the fast moving thoughts but the slow and stickiness of what you're really capable of or what the energy and time will allow. Just feeling like maybe focus on the clarity of what the thing is more than the productivity of doing. I think that's kind of like overall the energy. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay, moving on from the 11th through the 17th. So on the 11th, the sun is going to make a comfortable angle with Uranus and retrograde. And really that's outcome makes for a positive day of getting out of your own way. <laughs> you may feel like you can't make huge changes, but you can at least see where the change could be useful in the future. So there you go. That's the energy right there. On the 12th, we're going to have so many planets in retrograde that again, this is a feeling of you like trying to claw your way through. So instead, maybe try floating again and let the clouds go by and really take time to let your mind wander with the energy on the 12th because I really think sometimes spirit needs us to have a moment of time where they can inspire us. If we don't allow for those pauses and those moments, we're going to miss some of those opportunities. So you may find the clarity you need in taking a break, walking away, going to stare at a cloud or going to see a movie or do something that gets you a little bit out of the routine. Where Virgo wants us to stick to those routines. Sometimes we have to break them in order to find inspiration. We really are pretty calm until the 16th, where we come up with kind of a wacky day. Just because you can dream it, make sure it's really in your best interest. The sun is going to be on this tense angle with Neptune in retrograde, which can leave you feeling kind of easily thrown off by fantasies and maybe have you escaping reality. 
On top of that, we've got Venus and Mars in conflict. So you're going to feel this frustration of not getting what you want. This is a great day to tune into your higher frequencies and don't really commit to any single path yet. Again, we're just taking the time in September to stick with what we've already done, re-examine, re-evaluate. On the 17th, we continue this path of retrograde. It's an opportunity for healing and relief where some of the energy at the beginning of the month has been much more surrounding our actual projects. Towards the 17th, the pressure releases just a little bit. So we've got this opportunity here for healing. We've got the last quarter moon in Gemini, which is going to allow you the opportunity to talk things out or seek support in talking with someone. Mars and Venus are going to be also creating some favorable angles with Chiron, which is our wounded healer. This is a great day to schedule a healing session or even hold space for a loved one or a friend to work through their own challenge. It sounds like a calmer week than most of them. Yes. <laughs> That's kind of what I also felt because I pulled the Knight of Pentacles. And I like this energy because it's when I resist, even though I'm a sign because it's all about running to the future and slowing down and being like, let's do this one step at a time. He's the one who likes to just look at the big picture and keep working away. It's that energy of just doing the little steps every day and not getting too far ahead while still seeing what the big vision is, but being realistic and being like, this is what I can do right now. This is where I'm at. And I think too, with this particular one, because it's very practical and consistent energy, I think it's kind of like the tail end of that one energy of like, okay, now we're ready to start moving out of that stickiness, but we're not going to try jumping again because we learned what happened when we tried to do that. <laughs> it's that energy of just like allowing it to be what it is. But it also has this energy of the beginning of Leo season energy when we were talking about knowing that the care that you take now to like keep nurturing those things is what's going to pay off. And so it's kind of that like revisiting that retrograde energy is very much I feel like we're going back in time to the beginning of Leo season where we had all these ideas and being like, okay, where have I let things go a little bit? Where do I need to start directing my energy back to? We all, like I said, sometimes have resistance to this because we don't want to slow down. We want to just keep moving. But finding the joy in the process and in the progress you've already made and actually looking back to a month ago, I wasn't even where I am now, even though it feels like we were saying, like, I don't know what I did all of Leo season. But now when I think about it, it's like, well, all of that thinking and figuring out and hearing and all that stuff. Now I'm like actively making art again. A month ago, I hadn't even started and really allowing yourself to see that that's what happens when you allow it to take the time it's going to take and you don't force it. And I actually had that for the end of this week of like the energy is going to be following through and then the stagnation lifts and we start to see the expansion happening just as this week is up. Oh, yes, yes, yes. From 18th to the 21st because the Libra season starts on the 22nd. So the 18th, I love what you just said about the stagnation lifting and us really being able to see because I think that's exactly the energy I see coming in where we had the opportunity to kind of talk through our wounds and share with someone else our frustrations. It may have allowed us the opportunity to change our mindset a little bit. And so on the 18th, we've got this idea of 
optimism coming back in and taking small steps toward evolving toward the better version of ourselves. And remember that 2022 is the year of the lovers. And this is especially true when you consider the relationship with yourself first. You have to make sure that what you love and what you value and desire is being accounted for as well. On the 19th, Venus makes a really comfortable angle with Uranus in retrograde. And that's going to usher in some new innovative solutions and feel-good vibes, which are going to encourage this flow. And then on the 20th, Venus is again on the move. It's in a little bit of a strained angle with Saturn in retrograde, and Saturn is that planet of responsibility. So where this is going to bring a little tension to the day and ask you to be responsible, it is actually going to be in your greatest power because it's going to help you value and get aligned with where those goals are going to be reached within your life. So yeah, as the clouds break, you can see the horizon, you can right the ship, you can take a minute and say, okay, I can make it to shore and figure out some of those things. So hang in there. The first part of September is going to be a little rocky, but if you take the slowdown and treat it as an opportunity, I really think you're going to come out the other side all the better for it. How's that? That is definitely positive. And that's what I was feeling at the end there. Cause I, you know, with every card, every piece of this puzzle that we have, there's always different meanings. And like we were saying, it's different for everyone. But I did feel like there was a two sided coin to that one where it's like, slow down, but don't worry, the movement's coming. And then for this last few days, we're back in wands and so that's air sign again but this does feel very alive with what you were saying because it's the two of wands and that one is about making a choice it's like okay you now are like you know what you want to do actually it's not having a thought here it's this energy of like looking at the window and knowing that you have to stop talking and dreaming about the thing and you need to take a step and so that clarity that comes in i think it's what's going to push you into action and that's where i think taking stock when you think about like the night of pentacles looking like okay look how far we've come we're doing pretty good that we know where we're going then you're like okay now the only thing left to do is to do the thing and so i think that's where we're landing here for the end of the season is you and i talk about this a lot once i hear myself saying that we're going to do something a bunch of times and i'm not doing it i get annoyed at myself <laughs> i think that's the point we're at like we thought we were going to be so much further ahead but we can't be mad at ourselves we needed to do this hearing first or it wouldn't have worked out that energy came up in leo season where i was talking about how you need to like make sure that it's the right thing right and you said it as well like it has to be the right thing for you or it's not going to work so taking that extra time is really going to pay off because this really feels like that reap and the net will appear energy a little bit. Once you push yourself past the thinking and the questioning, you're leaning into possibility. And again, that's one of our favorite things about Virgos. It's a blank slate. It's a new season. And I think even though it's taking us most of the month to get to this point, it's worthwhile because it's going to actually, I can almost see like jumping and then just parachuting, you know, and like getting further than you thought. You're not just jumping off a cliff, like it's carrying you a decent amount of distance. And then the other thing that I also wanted to just come back to was the idea that like, if we fall for the distractions during that demo week, we may find that it's a little bit harder to pull ourselves away to make the choice. So just try as much as you can, like Emily was saying, to lean into the healing, lean into the slowdown. 
that kind of brings clarity and then the confidence because I feel like clarity and confidence go together so almost intertwined. The more clarity you have, the more confident you feel. And then the more confident you feel, the more you can make a clear decision. And so I think this is your chance. And I'm really excited about this energy. It feels really good. It feels like you have gone through the first week of classes and you know where all your classrooms are. You've made your friends. And now you're just like, yes, okay, I can do this. I'm going to wear my cutest outfits now. I know like what time to go for lunch. I know who to sit with. It's that energy where you're like, I'm just doing it. I'm in it. I'm doing well. That's kind of where I feel like we're leaving this season. I love that. I was nodding ecstatically because, yeah, it's those first few days of school where you're like, I don't know where my desk is. Am I going to remember my locker combination? What is my schedule? It is my anxiety dream. <laughs> yeah, 100%. My nightmare. I have to know where the parking is. I have to know I like what kind of parking it is. I have to know how am I going to find the building I need to get to from the parking you have to be in that energy. That's very verbal too. And I feel like this is where we're coming to. We can just look ahead and think of how many times you freaked out about all those details. And then once you've done it once, you're like, oh, this is great. <laughs> That's where we're heading. And I really think anybody who's going to struggle in this scenario is going to be probably a little bit of water sign, a little bit of earth, possibly even some fire. It's the idea that you have to make adjustments, right? And I don't mean to toot our horn with earth we feel more comfortable in an earth season naturally what happens for fire is they don't get to run wild with the idea they don't get to chase the new passion there's this slow this immense slowdown that kind of chains them in place and feels very frustrating so be prepared for that if you're a fire sign if you're an air sign this is an opportunity, yes, to grow and expand, but what do you get with the two together? You get dust. And so your vision and your clarity about the situation can feel a little a little hampered. <laughs> it's going to be a little dusty. There's probably going to be a tumbleweed rolling by. Just give it a minute. Wait for the storm to pass. And same with water. You're going to get fog and you're going to get mud and it's going to feel like a slowdown. So just take the discouragement with a grain of salt, lean into it, and enjoy the slowdown. Don't fight it. I really think I keep coming back to that image of just surrendering into it. And you'll come out fine on the other end. But the harder you fight, you're going to come out tired. You're going to come out dirty, <laughs> exhausted, and not really excited about moving forward at the end of the month. Whereas if you just let the slowdown happen, go with it, you're going to be okay. That totally resonates. And I think that's where the finding joy in the process, part of the night of pentacles, I feel like that's the energy of it is what it is. And if I wasn't having this experience, then maybe I wouldn't be learning this lesson or like maybe I wouldn't have this awareness. So it's not easy. Like you said, it's not easy to feel like there's rocks in the way and like you're stepping in mud. But you know what? As earth signs, like you said, we're kind of used to that. Yeah. Yeah, we create obstacle courses just to see if we can complete them. So we're familiar with it. <laughs> oh, this was so much fun, Andrea. As always, I love talking about the next season. And yeah, if you guys have any questions or if any of this resonates, let us know how your slog through the quicksand goes. <laughs> Definitely. I feel like everyone's going to have a different experience, but I do feel like we're all collectively, like you said, going to be trying to deal with that 
muddy water at some point. So don't feel like you're alone if you are feeling that. But did you have anything coming up this season, Emily, that you wanted to share? Oh, thank you for asking, Andrea. Yes, I actually just launched my astrology course. So this is, it's called Rising Stardust, The Backroads to Astrology. And I have been asked and wanted to teach for a long time. And I finally feel like the stars are aligned. And I am ready to dive in with Virgo season. So the first course starts August 30th and we're just diving in. It's important for me for students to understand the history and the nuances and the tips and tricks and the little insights that make astrology fun and not overwhelming. I'm not expecting you to learn a new language and bring your math skills. This is about stories and piecing together the puzzle and understanding that we all have aspects of every zodiac sign within us. So I'm super excited to launch it. You can get more details on my website at emilyinterstars.com. There's going to be some other great, exciting things coming along after that. But if you've wanted to dip your toes into astrology at all, this is a wonderful place to start. How about you? What have you got coming up? First of all, I just want to say I'm very excited that you're starting that and also excited that you're doing it in Virgo season because hello, back to school. Anybody who's sort of like, I want to go back to school. I bought all my pencils. Now you have somewhere to go. And I feel like that's the best school, like astrology school. 100%. (laughs) Get a new notebook. Treat yourself. Yes, exactly. Love it. I'm so excited for that. That's going to be amazing. For me, I'm doing kind of things last month. I did the first recharge session, which is my healing energy session. It's a great remote session. So there's no lake or anything. It's just you decide intentionally when to receive it. And then I send an email afterwards with a session summary. The last time was so fun. And I had so much energy moving through me that I had to go for a walk and come back before I could even do the email. And I ended up creating a playlist for it. That was super fun. That will be on September 1st. It's Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. EST. And then my newsletter goes out today. But I'm going to do it later in the day for anybody listening to this in the morning. The recharge session, my intentions are based on what comes up in our conversation here and what I'm expecting. And then the more things come through. So that is going to be coming up soon. And other than that, my calendar has some spots open now for September for sessions. But that's about it for me. Well, thank you everyone for listening, for following along and hanging out with us on Instagram and all that good stuff. We look forward to chatting with you soon. And Andrea, I can't wait for Libra season. It's going to be fun. Me either. Can't wait. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Things That Make You Go Woo. You can help me out by leaving a positive rating and a review wherever you downloaded this episode. Be sure and follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Emily and Her Stars. You can also reach out via email anytime, emilyandherstars at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time on Things That Make You Go Woo.